like to welcome everybody this morning. We uh, appreciate being in the Lord's house. Appreciate our children this morning. We were, as we come in, we were talking and visiting, and just uh, we could just hear and see everybody out there. Just uh, it's just uh, such a blessing to hear everybody just fellowshipping, and uh, we have such a great uh, natural love in this church for each other. It's uh, it's it's. Uh, you can't find it in the world. It's, it's so special, and I appreciate it so much. But uh, the reason we have that love is because we what the Lord's give us inside. Uh, uh, Carl, I spoke to Carl this morning and asked him how he's doing, and he said uh, the only thing he was sure about was where his soul's going. And uh, I'm glad I have that this morning. I, I know I'm going to heaven no matter what this life brings. Um, I know where I'm going when it's over. And I'm, if there's anybody here this morning don't have it, I pray you you search it, look for it, and the Lord give you an opportunity. Uh, it's the greatest thing you'll ever do in your life. Uh, just thankful to be here and looking forward to having a great day. Now I'm back to Brother Jeremy dismissed Sunday school. glad to be in the Lord's house this morning. Uh, me and Ronnie talked a couple of times this, this week about this lesson. And, uh, we've had, seemed like I said last week, we've had several lessons right in a row that seemed like been pretty tough. And uh, But the Bible, if, if you you go back to St. John, I think I quoted that last week. Uh, it said, these things are written that you might believe, that believing you'd have life through his name. Now, even, even the parts that we don't understand were written for that reason. Uh, 
if, if we're not careful, sometimes we'll read it like a history book and uh, say, well, that pertained, that's what happened to them people. And, uh, but this, this whole book from Genesis to Revelation was God's personal letter to me. And it has, it has significance all the way through in my life sometime or other. And it, it may not all apply today, but sometime or other, this all applies to me. But mostly the, the part, now, uh, the day I got saved, and, and I don't know how come I, I was able to remember this, but Preacher Ash preached out of the 16th chapter of the book of Matthew when he asked, he asked the disciples, Whom do men say that I the Son of Man am? And everybody knows that scripture. He said, First one and another, John the Baptist and Jeremiah and so on. He said, Whom do you say that I am? Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And uh, God let him preach that that day in power that reached down in here and, and let me know that he was the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I, I believed that in my head, but that day I knew it down here. And, uh, uh, and that's, that's what the Scripture is written for. All Scripture, the Bible said, given by inspiration to God and is profitable for a lot of different things. I, I can't quote that whole thing, but uh, it's, it's all written by God. And uh, the, our, first, our first article of faith said we believe the Holy Bible was written by men divinely inspired of God and is a perfect treasure of heavenly instruction that it has God for its author, salvation for its end, and truth without any mixture of error for its matter. And, and, uh, and that's, that's the King James Bible. Uh, I, can, I can't speak for none of the rest of them. But uh, uh, I believe the King James Bible is God's Word. Anyway, we're in the 49th chapter of the book of Isaiah. And Isaiah, according, uh, if, you, if you read the commentary on this lesson, and, and, and it does fit. The guy that wrote the commentary talked like he was prophesying about the return of the captives out of Babylon. And uh, that's a possibility. But uh, Isaiah lived uh, maybe uh, probably 100, 170 to 200 years before these people come back out of Babylon. And I didn't try to figure it up exactly, but uh, he lived a long time before this happened. And uh, But now... He also prophesied, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son, and his name will be called Emmanuel. And that was, two, that, that was a, long, a lot longer before. He prophesied that hundreds of years before Christ come. But God gave it to him, and it happened. And uh, if God says something, and I don't care, the Bible said 
the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. One of my favorite scriptures. That ain't happened yet. We ain't seen it. But guarantee God said it. And he, one of these days we're going to look and see him coming. And go to meet him in the air. That's going to happen just as sure as I'm standing here. And uh, but it, so if God if God says something, it's gonna it's gonna come to pass. But lift lift up thine eyes round about, and behold, all these gather themselves together and come to thee. As I live, saith the Lord, thou shalt surely clothe thee with the with them all, as with an ornament, and bind them on thy, on thee as a bride doeth. Now, Jesus paid the debt for the whole world if they'll come to him. And uh, in the, uh, I want to read a scripture here in a minute. I think probably fits with this. But, well, let me, let me get that. In, in the third chapter of the book of Malachi, uh, I'll start at the 16th verse. Then they that feared the Lord, that's every one of us that's been saved by the grace of God, spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. Now listen. And they shall be mine saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels, and I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. They shall be mine when I make up my jewels. He ain't, uh, Jesus said, all of these that you give me, I've lost none. And he said, save the son of perdition, but he, he wasn't saved anyway. But anyway, God don't, once God saves somebody, they're saved eternally, and they ain't no way they can get out of it. The blood of Christ sealed by the Holy Spirit seals us up till the day of redemption. And uh, so Jesus is, I, I started to quote that scripture a while ago, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall arise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Every one of us, every, one, every person that's ever been saved by the grace of God are going into heaven together. Now, I don't understand all about what's going on now and what will go on between now and that time, but I, I know what's going to happen then. If I'm still standing here, this thing's going to change. If I'm laying out on Fairmont Road, I'm coming out of there. And uh, that's, what God, that's what God told me, and I believe it. Well, I got it down in here. Signed, sealed, and delivered. And uh, anybody got a comment? Now, I, I was thinking about when the children of Israel went into bondage 
down in Babylon. Everybody knows that story. They went down. They they were carried away back, uh, captive for a reason. And there's a scripture, and I got it here somewhere. Anyway, I got it wrote down, but I uh, in in the book of Jeremiah. He said, stand you in the way and see and ask for the old path, where is the good way, and, and walk therein. But now listen to what God's people, this is God's people. They said, we will not walk therein. And I got to thinking, if you, if you look around today at God's people, there's just, there's just a few of us that's coming to church. If, if all of our church members come to this church, we'd have to build a bigger building. It'd have to be probably twice this size. So we've got a, God's got a lot of people right now saying we will not walk therein, more through their actions. And some of them's coming to church all the time. And I, I don't know of any here. There could be, but I, I don't know it. And, uh, but there's a lot. They, there's a lot of God's people that's going to church. That's that's through their actions saying we will not walk therein. They want to say I'm going to church so it makes them feel good. While they're following the devil all the rest of the time, and uh, and God, God. Don't like it. And what God done to the Judah when he carried him into Babylon, he can do to us. And I'll say this. If you get you if you get tied up in sin, and I don't care whether you come to church or not, if you get tied up in sin, you've got your life bound up in bondage to you can't work for the Lord. You can come to church all you want to, but you will not do anything for God until you get your life straightened up. The Bible told us to lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us and run with patience the races set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despise the shame and is set down at the right hand of God. He, the joy, he, you wouldn't think going to the cross would, would amount to joy. Don't sound like it to me. But he, he said for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He was looking from the cross down to that Sunday morning in 1956 when he spoke peace to my soul. And he was... That was joy to him then. And it's still when I can humble my heart and do what he wants me to do or glorify his name, he still gets joy out of me. And it's it's as much joy for me as it is him. When I when I do it right. And and uh, so there's no more joy in life. Since I've been saved, 
than to humble my heart and do something for God and do it right. It's joy. The Bible said it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. And I can say amen to that. Like I told Ryan said, I told him, I want to reassure about one thing. That was down where my soul was going. The rest of me I don't know about. But I do know what God done down here. And uh, anybody got anything? But God, God took those people into bondage because, well, they first place they went, they went away from God to begin with on their own. That was their choice. And Joshua told the children of Israel, said, "Choose you this day whom you'll serve." And we've got that choice to make every day of our life. And if I if I can keep this fellow you look at crucified, and you got to do that. This fellow right here will, will mess you up bad if 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 you let him. So we got to keep this guy crucified. And and follow God, and if we do that, we'll have joy. We'll be able to help somebody. I believe as long as long as God leaves us here, we've got a work to do. Don't matter how bad a shape we might get in. And I've told this hundreds of times. I guess my grandpa was. He was, as far as I was concerned, he was a great man of God. But he he'd had several strokes and was in bad shape when he got old, and sometimes couldn't hardly do nothing. He couldn't do nothing for himself. Laid in bed all the time. Just he could raise his right arm a little bit. You go to see him, he'd raise that right arm, and say, "Ain't the Lord been good to us? Been an inspiration to me all my life." And uh he was still he was still doing the, what the Lord wanted him to do in that shape, and we can do the same thing. We may not there there will come a time, and maybe it won't be very long. I won't be able to stand up here, but if I can sit there and say Amen for the guy that is doing it, then that's my job. <clears throat> and uh, so we we got to keep on going. And do what God wants us to do. And long as we're here, there's a possibility that we can help somebody. Point them to Jesus. <clears throat> Anybody got anything? So they went into captivity because of sin. Because they turned away from God. And we'll, we'll do the same thing if we turn away from God. Our soul's still saved, but that spirit's not going to work in us except to condemn us. I've been I've been wrong a lot of times in my life, and God told me I was wrong. And uh, if you've been saved by the grace of God, God will let you know when you're going wrong. For thy waste and thy desolate places and the land of thy, dest thy destruction 
shall even now be too narrow by reason of the inhabitants, and they that swallowed thee up shall be far away. Now, thy waste and thy desolate places, that the most desolate place I was ever in, and this may not fit with the coming back out of Babylon and so on, but the most desolate place that I was ever in was the same, same time I was talking about a while ago when the preacher preached to me, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, set up conviction in my soul, let me know I was on my way to hell, and that was the most desolate place I was ever in. God, the Bible said uh, that God found Jacob in a waste howling wilderness. That's where I was at, in a desolate place. Lost without God and on my way to hell, and, and God found me. And he brought me out of that place, and, and well, he, if, if you have it, he put me in the garden. And, uh, and, and that, garden, that garden, if you go back to the, when Adam and Eve was in there, they had everything in there they needed. And God said he'd give us all things that pertain unto life. We've got everything in the church, and I'm talking, I'm talking spiritual now. And this, just from a natural standpoint, this, this is a great church. Got a lot of great people. But the greatest thing about this church is the spirit that moves in it when we humble our lives. Now, have we ever, have we ever failed? I have. I've come to church before and didn't get a thing out of it. I've tried to pray a lot of times, couldn't get hooked up. But when God allows me to get my heart humble, and He'll allow that when I when I can do it. When God allows me, I can get hooked up with heaven anytime. There's no limit on it. I don't have to be here in the church. I, I, like, I like right here on this altar. I like to get right here and pray. It's a good place. But if this was the only place I could pray, I'd be in bad shape. Because there's a lot of times, a lot of times through life, the problems come up, things you want to talk to God about, if you had to wait till you come to the house of the Lord to do it, it you'd be in trouble. He said, cast your cares upon him for he cared for you. And if you have to get in connection with heaven to do that. So we, we was all in a waste howling wilderness and, and God found us. And the Bible said, talking about Jacob, and I believe that's talking about the church. See, he found him in a waste howling wilderness, and he kept him as the apple of his eye. And that's every one of us. We're kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. And uh, so he found us there, and, he, and, and 
I, I, the, I believe it said, goes on down, said he, he fed him with honey out of the rock. And uh, how sweet it is. There's a lot about this lesson that I don't know. The children which thou shalt have after thou hast lost the other shall say again in thine ears, The place is too straight for me. Give, give place for me that I, that I may dwell. And God, Jesus, made the church. Now, if, if you listen to a lot of people, they say, well, uh, the church started on the day of Pentecost. Not so. God's church started at the gar in the Garden of Eden, or even before the world was, actually. And God's always, always had a church. Now, People have worshipped a little different down through time. But the same spirit that's in the church right now has been in God's church ever since the beginning. And uh, I believe God put Adam and Eve out of the garden because of their sin. I believe Adam got saved. I can't prove that, but I believe he did. And... Uh, because if you remember uh, Cain and Abel, they went to worship God and made their offerings. So they'd been taught something somewhere. And uh, whether they'd done it right or not, now Cain didn't do his right. God told him sin lieth at the door. It wasn't. It wasn't so much the offering he offered as, as he had sin in his life. And uh, I can come I can come right here and make my offering this morning and face sin in my life, it's not acceptable. That's that's why we that's why so many times we have trouble getting our prayers through to to heaven, getting hooked up. We get on the altar and say a few words and, and they don't go nowhere. There's sin lieth at the door. Now, sin, that don't, I don't, I want everybody to understand, that, that don't mean you necessarily out in the world doing a lot of really ungodly things. That means maybe I'm sitting here up till the time to get up here and my mind's off somewhere else thinking about what I'm going to do later or whatever. And I, I don't get I don't get my mind where it ought to be. I don't get this fellow out of the way. That's sin. He that knoweth to do good and do it not to him is sin. And not. Anybody got anything? Then shalt thou say in thine heart, who hath begotten me these, seeing I have lost my children, and am desolate, a captive, and remove, and removing to and fro, and who hath brought up these? Behold, I was left alone. These, where had they been? And uh, 
God is adding, the Bible said, adding to the church daily such as should be saved. Now, that don't mean God has got people picked out that's, that He's appointed to get saved. Uh, if you read, it, it's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's what God, that's what God wants. Jesus died for the whole world. God so loved the world. That's everybody. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And Jesus died that everybody would have that chance. God predestined that from the foundation of the world. That whosoever will could come and have life. And if people choose not to, it's on their own head. That's their choice. But if we choose God, He'll, he'll seal us up to the day of redemption. And it's not just it's not just the knowledge that you're saved, but it's it's all the all, if you want to say it this way, all the perks that go with it. All the joy and just I've been I've been uh, me and Terry these are there's a bunch of us around here that's been, and Billy Ray, Bill, there's a bunch of us here that's been here for a long time, ever since we was young. And uh, and God's blessed us. And I can say this for me, and I know Terry could or some, these other guys could. God's blessed us beyond measure. Now, have we had problems? Every one of us have. Man born a woman's few days and full of trouble. We've all had our problems. But we've all had a life when we live for the Lord. I'm now if we get out of line, we're in trouble. But it, when we live for the Lord, we've had a life that's been full of joy, even in the midst of our troubles. God God's good to us. Anybody got anything? Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will lift up in mine I will lift up mine hand to the Gentiles and set up my standard to the people, and they shall bring thy sons in their arms, and thy daughters shall be carried upon their shoulders. That's talking about the church. And uh, we need to we need to carry a burden in our soul and if if we've not got a burden that we can uh, that we have to pray for our people and I mean if you've got a every one of you knows what I'm talking about. If you've got a, a real burden for somebody that's lost, you you have to pray for them. I mean, that's, you know how it is. But if we don't have a burden for somebody that's lost, we're not where we ought to be. 
because that's why the church is here. And uh, we got we need to bring our people to God <coughs> on our knees. And uh, one thing uh, I talked I talked about us being here for a long time back when I was young, and and I've, I've been here all a long time. Back when I was young, people talked about this church, which was over on Albert Street at the time, having a revival every weekend. And that was just about the case. Well, it still is. God, God blesses this church when we come together with our hearts right. He blesses this church and the gospel reaches our people. I believe that. I, I know that. And uh, so God, God's blessed us beyond measure, and He'll continue to do so long as we follow Him and live for Him. And that's going with what I started out with. If we say, I'll not walk therein, if I'm going to do my own thing, then God's not going to bless me. But God, God's got a job now, I said this a while ago. He's got a work for every one of us to do. He's got people in our lives that we can help. And it's up to us whether we do that or not. So he said, I'll lift up my hand to the Gentiles. And, and there's a lot of people who say, well, when Paul turned to the Gentiles, or Peter did, went and preached to the Gentiles the first time they had a chance to get in. Uh, when Abraham got in, there wasn't any Israel. When, when Job got in, there wasn't any Israel. When Adam got in, there wasn't any Israel. And there wasn't any law. God gave them one law to keep, and they didn't keep it. He gave us a bunch of laws to keep. We ain't kept hardly any of them. But if we got saved by the grace of God, Jesus kept them in us and for us. Now, that, that don't mean I'm not required to live right. God's law is still just as good as it ever was. And I'm required to live the very best I can, but not not to get salvation. Living right don't get it. But living right does speak to our people. And kings shall be thy nursing father, and their their queens thy nursing mother. They shall bow down to thee with their faces toward the earth and lick up the dust of thy feet, and thou shalt know that I am the Lord, for they shall not be ashamed that wait for me. And uh, the Bible said we were priests and kings unto God. And we all, if our hearts are right, we're bowing down to Jesus. I mean, even, even when... <clears throat> 
Even sometimes when I'm standing up, I, I got my heart bowed before the Lord trying to pray. And uh, you've got to humble yourself before the mighty hand of God in order to be exalted. He said, humble yourself before the mighty hand of God and you'll be exalted in due time. And uh, God's, I, I quoted the scripture a while ago that he'd given us all things that pertain unto life. And that's absolutely a fact. If, if we've got a, whatever our job is, I did, I, if don't, don't apply, whatever our job is, God's give us everything we need to do that job. And a lot of times, if I'm not careful, I don't trust God like I ought to. Uh, just say with this lesson this morning. Tough lesson, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, maybe a lot of times I don't trust Him like I ought to to fulfill what He said He would do. And uh, we try to study, and we ought to. We, we ought to study just hard as we can, try to do our part. But depend on God for the understanding and the good part. But uh, anyway, God, God took them into captivity because of their sin. And there was a reason they come back out of captivity. You read, you read in the book of Ezra, when Cyrus let them go back, he said, he told them, he said, every, every one of you guys, and I'm paraphrasing this, said, every one of you guys that wants to go back to Jerusalem, you go back and rebuild the house of God. And they was, I think, about 50,000 of them that went back. I ain't positive about that number, but I think it was. And uh, so they wanted to go back. And when they got back, they wanted to build a house of God. You remember uh, they, when they built the foundation, said the people all shouted with a great shout because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. And they come back right in their hearts. They left and they said, we will not walk therein. But now, I've thought, and I can't prove this, but I've, I'm pretty sure most of them people that they carried away captive are laying in graves in Babylon now. And their children come back to rebuild Jerusalem. Now, all of them people that went into Babylon, all of them people that went into Babylon didn't go because of their sin. You remember Daniel, the three Hebrew children, them, them were great men of God. Ezekiel, he was the high priest. He was a great man of God. And them guys done their job even better probably down in Babylon than they did in, when they was in Jerusalem. Because somebody was doing a great work in Babylon because them people was ready to come home. So they, they got their attention. 
They, and them people, I'll say it this way, them people that were born down there in Babylon or were kids when they went down there got saved somewhere and they had to hear the gospel in order to get saved. And uh, a lot of people disagree with us on that, but the gospel has been preached. The Bible said that Noah was a preacher of righteousness, and the only righteousness there is is in Christ, so he had to be preaching Jesus. He might not even know what his name was, but he knew he was coming. And uh, a lot of things we don't know. I don't know what heaven's going to be like. But I know I'm going. And uh, I don't know I don't know for sure what kind of service we're going to have this morning. But I'm looking for a good one. And uh, and I think that's the way we ought to come to church. Anybody got anything? The Bible, and, and I believe it's in Isaiah too. I got I got it wrote down here somewhere. But he said, "They they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run and not be weary, and they'll walk and not faint." God will hold you up if you if you live right, if you walk right, and wait on Him. <laughs>